welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, the most informational and entertaining auto detailing podcast, hosted by Marshall Hill of Total Auto Solutions and DJ Patterson of Eco Green Mobile Detailing. Grab a pint and enjoy. Detailers. Hey, before you listen to this episode, I really want to encourage you to do two things, right? Two very easy things that you're going to benefit from a lot. First, every Wednesday night, 7.30, hop on Zoom, use your phone, use your tablet, use whatever you want. Use meeting ID 918-800-1188 and come have a beer with detailers from around the country. Hey, nothing more better than to chill in your own couch, your own patio, wherever. We got guys that are detailing. We got guys that are sitting by the pool. They're all over. You know what? We've got even ladies from up in Canada that keep hopping on. Who knows? Who's going to be on this Wednesday, 730 Central, 918-800-1188 is the meeting ID. All right, number two, the second thing that is going to benefit you a lot is also use that number and send me a text, 918-800-1188, and let me know how I can help you. We're not sure what's coming and looming, but boy, all I know is if we can be a community together, work, chat, back and forth, then we'll all grow and continue to push forward our great detailing industry through the coming tough times. Hey, this is Marty, Total Auto Solutions. Hope you make it a great day. Welcome to another edition of Helping Young Detailers. And we are, let's see, July 27th, uh, fresh yep. into, well, the heartbeat of summer. Uh, a lot of us here locally are going to start thinking about back to school, even though that has changed. Um, now with like a blended online with also local schooling, uh, really odd. I know a couple of teachers I know that are just really kind of shaking their head and scratching. They don't really know how they're going to pull it off. So it will be interesting uh, where we're at in, in everything in society. I know uh, we talked last last week on my journey down. There was a lot more masks back in Tulsa. Now some people are wearing masks, but not everybody. Right? It's 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 still you know we're kind of a we're kind of different out here. Uh, yeah. But talk to. Um, Talk to uh, Mo and Dana, who were with Back to Clean. Uh, they're out of California. Talk to them today. And uh, she is a, uh, well, she's a nurse by trade and has been snowed under and can't breathe for six months with the amount of uh, just work that she has at her place. Um, she uh, says they're just, they're almost literally dying right and left. She, she's having all kinds of troubles. Uh, they really having a lot of issues uh, where they're at. How's everything there with you, uh, Nick? Uh, is, Vegas, yeah. is Vegas open, collapsing? See, it, 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 seems like this, it seems like the same. You know, we haven't, you know, since the initial lockdown and then reopening, you know, we have some things going on here and there. You know, we got some, some problems here and there. We got some threatening to shut the world down and then not, and then, you know, look, you know, I can't imagine casinos are real thrilled with, with their amount of business. And yeah, I mean, I think everybody's in store for, you know, you and I talked earlier a little business uh, personally uh, off the air. 
I don't know where everybody thinks this ends, you know, because where it probably ends is economic destruction uh, across the board. And that's why we talked to the people we talked to. That's why we, we, we really started putting these videos out hard during coronavirus at the beginning. And, you know, look, I, I don't know, Marty. I mean, we, we've been saying now for about a month, we just don't really know. We, we don't really have a clue. We're just, our heads down, we're working our tails off and that's all we can do. Um, so I, I, I know you said hotel, the casinos aren't excited. It cut out a little bit, uh, but are, is, is, is the streets open there? You know, at one time then are people coming out? Is it? Yeah. I mean, we have, we, we're, we're a little busy. I mean, you know, I mean, as a city, I'm not talking about my, my business has been fine. Um, we're, we're doing great. You know, we're still, we're still chugging along, but as a city, you know, travels down. I mean, you can look at any airline, travel is down. And so when travel is down, Nashville, Las Vegas, cities like Orlando, you know, Hilton Head, you, you know, run through the cities uh, that, you know, Southern California as a whole. Uh, these are very big tourist areas that they're being hurt. And, and, you know, I don't know where everybody thinks this goes. You know, you, you probably saw it on your travels. So what, that beach wasn't as crowded as you normally see the beach. Um, everything is down. Well, uh, hopefully it, uh, hopefully it rises, but as you and I talk, like you said, we, we both don't think it will. We, we think no. we're about to meet, uh, even more despair and more trouble, uh, yeah. as a, uh, as a country, you know, and as a, yeah. yeah, there's no, there's no, you know, for all the young guys that listen to this and we know we have a lot of them cause we get a ton of DMS and great DMS at that. You know, we're not trying to scare you, but no country in the history of the world has printed money the way we have and not gone through a major crisis. So, you know, you'd be talking the first time ever in the history of the world. And so, you know, make your decisions accordingly. You know, set yourself up for success, which we've been saying now for really the past year is, you know, hoard some money. Uh, lean your processes out, lean your staff out, you know, make sure that there's no waste in your business. This is a great time to do it. So, you know, that, that's just a small little rant. We obviously don't want to go down that rabbit hole. That's not what we're talking about today, but you know, yeah. I mean, when you ask about Las Vegas, we're just like everyone else, whatever your economy is based in, if it's being affected by this virus, it's being affected negatively. And so Las Vegas is no different. And I think uh, when we did talk about it months ago, uh, and I'm sure we'll talk about it for many more years as we continue these, hopefully, uh, is that this is going to be a long process. Oh, yeah. It's going to be years and years and years. Right now it's good, but just there's a, a strong chance that it, it doesn't get good. So yeah, you know, I think that's it. You know, and like I said, it's yeah, not something yeah. we wanted to really jump into, but no. uh, yeah. You know, we did want to look at what we're seeing uh, across the board this week in the industry. What uh, what we've noticed uh, on my side, I've seen in, in a lot of the forums, a lot of group discussions, uh, stuff that I sent you, uh, interesting questions being popped out. You know, I thought an interesting one today that I saw that I sent you was, uh, you know, what is a one-step, two-step, three-step? They were trying to sell a customer and didn't know what it meant uh, that they had read about doing a one-step, two-step, three-step, and and I liked that they wanted to ask, and they weren't uh, yep. they weren't they weren't trying to hide anything. They were literally wanting to know, 
And, uh, you know, Nick, I responded back with, uh, you know, hey, with the idea of what the community, what you have brought out, uh, is doing a, a percentage. And stop trying to worry about steps and just ask the customer if they want a 50%, 75%. And then it doesn't really even matter how many passes. There's no system then. There's no, you know, how many steps. It's just nope. what does it take to get 50% of the swirls or, or webbing yeah. out. So uh, I thought that was really cool. It seems like there's a lot of questions lately and definitely been a, a lot more concern and looking at uh, lower cost type uh, protections for uh, clients. Yeah. I've seen a lot of that stuff. Yeah. And, and, and here's the negative. So all the positive of what you just said, you know, we talk about all the time. That's a positive thing when we all try to learn something new. The problem is the way this guy worded it was, I'm about to start offering polishing, but I don't know anything about polishing. Uh, let's put some time in, you know, let's, let's maybe do some family vehicles. Let's maybe, again, we're not advocating a, an extensive training of thousands of dollars, but you can find good trainings, hands-on few hundred bucks, you know, go to the local shop and ask if they can help you out. Uh, you know, or if you're close to people that offer those very basic entry level trainings, those are good things for guys trying to learn a new skill that isn't going to perfect the skill, which is the problem you and I have with trainings is it's like they're selling you this system that's going to make you into an elite polisher. That's not what happens. Uh, but yeah, there is a lot more question now, which tells you there's more uncertainty. Guys are seeing the $3,000 job dry up, the $5,000 job dry up. Uh, I talked to a guy that runs a, a shop that I really respect. They're doing a lot of six, nine month, you know, one year coatings. You rewind the clock a year, they weren't doing any of that. Uh, it's changing. It's changing rapidly. And those that have a successful business, don't look at that as a negative, by the way. Like Marty, that's not negative. When you see something change, you, you got to change. Yeah. You, you can't just go to your business grave, <laughs> yeah. you know, going down with the ship like we've seen in every, like we're going to see this time. Guys are just, know your worth. Know your worth, Marty. Know your worth. Well, you're going to know your worth. It's going to be zero. Yeah. Uh, you know, but so I applaud that that's happening. Uh, but that was a funny thing when the guy's like, I'm going to start to offer polishing. What's a one step? What's a two step? Uh, you might want to slow down a little bit. Yeah. And uh, so what about you? What have you seen this year on the, in the industry? Uh, what I saw was, you know, I told you, uh, Jim White from White Details, the YouTube uh, channel, uh, really gave out some interesting advice. You know, he's, he's a guy that really shares process. That's what his channel is about. And he's highly technical, very good at what he does, does a lot of collection work. But I think I like the fact that he shares he shares the process so his customers can understand what exactly is, is taking place, uh, you know, so he can sell them better, you know, that, and he's really good at editing and it's great video, but he started a video this week, Marty, giving the piece of advice you and I give so often he goes, Hey, you know, everybody wants to be a YouTube success. And I get this question and it always comes from the same person not the same exact person, like physically, but the same type of person. How can I make a big YouTube channel like yours? I've been detailing for 12 to 15 months. And he's like, I mean, you could see the look on his face. He's in disbelief that he keeps getting this question. And 
the answer he gave, I think is really important for young guys to hear, which is, you know, I was detailing cars. This is his answer, detailing cars for seven years prior to making a YouTube channel. Plus I had a large, uh, Instagram following at the time that I could go and, and, and grow my YouTube channel out of. Plus I was posting in all of these car collector forums so I could go and develop my YouTube business. 12 to 15 months is not very long in the business. You know, this takes years and years and years and years and years to build. And it was interesting he led his video with that because he's not a guy that really talks about that kind of stuff. But you could see the frustration on his face of like, hey, all of these people are coming out of the woodwork thinking being a YouTube star is some type of overnight thing. And it just isn't. It's, I spent seven years detailing cars, his story. Then I started building my social media. Then I started building my YouTube. And it's a lot of work on both ends. And I just don't think people want to hear that. And it was a great, you know, couple minute explanation that I just don't think we hear enough in the industry. That's cool. Uh, it, we have definitely said that over and over. Uh, no matter what you choose in your journey of detailing, <laughs> uh, it's going to take a lot of work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there, for sure. There's uh, there's definitely no shortcut to success when it comes to detailing. You're going to put in plenty of uh, hard, long days, whether that's oh, yeah. hand scrubbing wheels and tires or uh, pounding away on the keyboard and editing videos. Either way, if yeah. you're going to grow something, it's going to take a long time and uh, yeah. a lot of work. All right, so we want to hop over to Real Talk. So uh, Real Talk today, we're going to introduce a new series and very thankful to have Luis on. And uh, Luis is joining us. Let me get you, there we go. Thank you, Luis, for coming on. Uh, we are going to start a new series uh, talking to uh, that other guy, right? So we come out of a series where we talked about competition and we talked about how a lot of detailers don't like that guy down the street or, you know, they don't like the guy that, you know, charges X amount, whether let's call it 25, 50 bucks, whatever. Um, and so what we want to do talking to young detailers is then go into a new series where we discuss that other guy. And, you know, Luis, You've come on before. Uh, when I first met you, that was one of the first things you told me. Um, but, you know, tell us your story. Uh, how did you get started detailing and uh, where are you at now? Awesome. Definitely. Uh, thank you for the opportunity of coming on here. I've been watching these for a while now. And to be part of it, it's, it's, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. I got yeah. to admit, usually it's just through audio. But now to be on video, that's pretty cool. Um, well, my journey started about six years ago uh, out of the back of my out of the back of my truck, had a Ford F-150, big old 225 gallon water tank, small little generator. Started off with the $20, $25 washes. And you would have to work really hard to make $100 to be able to put a little bit of ch change into your pocket because you still didn't calculate fuel, food, expenses, chemicals, all that good stuff. So I was doing that for six days a week. I've always never worked Sunday. So I've always done six days a week. I did that for three years, I think, three years, something around there, a long time. Um, that's a I started long time, school. Man. I was like, that was a long time. But that's my thing is what I take out of it is I didn't see this as a business. And I think that's what affected me a long time ago that I wouldn't look at it as a business. I would see it as a, it was my work to just pay bills and make ends meet. Um, 
fast Thanks. forward, I, I, I attended my first MTE, and that's when I was just like, there's a bunch of guys around me that are thinking the same way, doing the same thing, hustling the same as me. And I was like, if they can make this a business and I'm looking at a 19-year-old guy making 100000 a year, there's potential in this. And I was like, okay, hold on. I started taking notes. I started looking at videos. I started looking at his business, got decals on my van. I upgraded from working out of the back of my truck to getting a van looking professional. That was one thing I never did. And I started wearing uniforms. I started putting decals on my van, started um, looking more professional and playing the part, thinking the part and looking the part, majority, my main thing um, to where now I'm just blessed. I was like, I'm doing paint correction, ceramic coatings. That's the big thing right now, your paint correction and ceramic coatings, bunch of detailing. I was like, where well, my phone does not stop ringing and I'm booked out a week and a half, two weeks. Right now in El Paso, it's raining. I've reached out to a couple of guys that I know of here locally are not working. I have a 2020 Dodge Challenger waiting for me in my garage that I can just go home and work on the next couple of days. So I'm blessed with work. I was like, but it's still getting me going on six years now. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. So, yes, sir. so Nick, when you first hear about uh, he started as a twenty twenty five dollar you know wash guy, uh, I know you know this is where your journey and my journey is is a bit different. Uh, yeah. For me, I was also that guy, Luis. In one of my packages was a fifteen dollar wash and back. I had those two. I had those two. Yeah. When there wasn't work, that was the package. When there wasn't right. work. Uh, that, that eventually went up to 25. Uh, and I think that's where we finished it out, a $25 washing back. But for many, for about two years, uh, I offered a $15 washing back. Uh, so yeah. Luis, man, I, I'm right there with you, bro. Uh, but Nick, <laughs> you know, it, it, that's different from what you guys did. Uh, yeah. What do you think of when you hear that people offer such low prices to clean a car? Well, I'll ask Luis this because I'm interested in it. Um, I think the issue, the only issue I've ever had with it is once you understand detailing, you understand that's not really detailing. So my question is, why do so many guys, look, we got guys here, I can tell you that have for 10 straight years have been locked in that business where, you know, they're just going to do nothing but that. They're not going to get out of the $25. They're not going to get out of the $30. And so what do you think traps guys into not knowing better? You know, I know you attended a mobile tech. I get that. But you had to make, there, there's something that clicked in your mind that 90% of guys that start in that $25 realm never graduate. You know, they just get stuck there. They quit or they just get stuck there permanently. And they just think that's a, that's a, a way to do business. And I'm just curious, why do you think people get stuck in that? I think it has to come down to people getting comfortable, um, not having that commitment to those customers where you can show up, wash five, six cars, make your money and you're out for the day. Um, they're not in the, I guess they're not in the line of like building those relationships. Cause I think that's where it was mine where I had nonstop, like repetitive, repetitive, repetitive. And that list gets longer and longer and longer those clients start off asking you to do more stuff. Hey, I spilled this on my leather. Hey, I did this in my headlights. I have a scratch. I have this. So that's where that got me into. I just started with washing. I had buckets and a brush and towels. 
I was like, and I started like, oh, hey, um, I need a bigger generator because I need to start shampooing interiors. I need sandpaper because I need to start offering headlights. I need this because I need to start offering that. And a lot of people that I see drive around keep only a gallon of water, a, a big old water tank in the back of their truck, fresh washer and a generator because that's all they want to get stuck to because I think it's easy. It's comfort. It's comfortable to be stuck in that place. You can make $100 and go home. I, I think that's where it comes down to. That's a, that's look, it, that's the only thing that baffles me. You know, if when I look at that model, it's like, it's such hard work. You're out in yeah. the elements. You're really, you know, you're working your ass off. Does it never click to some of these people? Hey, you know, I can make another 50 bucks. I could, you know, I could work a little less hard and build something out of this. And so the confusion for me, Marty, is the same. I have no problem with those with anybody where they start. I've said this now through the competition. I just don't think about it. I don't get caught up in what the other guy is doing. It doesn't matter to me. That's their life. But it does hurt our industry when the word detailing gets thrown around at the local car wash, Marty, not to hurt your feelings, and they're not doing detailing. It's, it's, it does hurt our industry. And, and where does it hurt our industry is the consumer doesn't understand what we do. They don't actually understand detailing, car washing. They don't understand the logistics of the differences. They don't understand what they're looking at when they see a swirl in their paint. Uh, you and I say this all the time. That's where it hurts. Uh, I don't mind where guys start. And Luis, you know, really shined a light on it for me of maybe it's just comfort. Guys get stuck and it's just easy to make a couple hundred bucks, not really you know, thinking too much about your business and they just go home, they pay their bills and they just accept it as life. But I think one of the confusing things or the things that hurt our industry is those people being called detailers really confuses the clients uh, on a level that it's very hard to reverse. Yeah. If I can make a quick comment on that real quick. Oh, go ahead, man. What I would like to say about that is that's very true. And I think what it has to do is, and I think that's something with me that helped me a lot was having the confidence to know and have the ability to get that education. I think that's very key. And well, that's what I've learned in the last couple of years is education is your number one key to success. Um, knowing what you're doing and showing that confidence to your clients is what it is. Because there's a lot of people that show up and do, hey, wash my car. And it's like, hey, that's not what I do. I, it, it takes a little bit longer than what I do. There's a process to it and explaining it to them. And that's when educating your clients is very important. A lot of people are in and out. Sometimes don't even get to talk to the clients, just get money and are out the door. When you can educate and maybe, well, I guess the term is upsell your clients or let them know, hey, there's, there's ways to protect your paint here. There's, um, there's wax, there's sealants, not just ceramic coatings. I was like, there's so many different things you can do yeah. to educate your clients to be able to grow up. But a lot of people lack that confidence, which I did at the very beginning because I didn't know there was much more than just car washing. So here's my question. Did you, when you say educating, not only the customer, but I'm assuming you're talking about educating yourself. Yes, sir. Did you, did you look at it like when I'm in my free time, I'm going to get online and I'm going to deep dive subjects and I'm going to try to understand more. Or are you talking about, I went to a $5,000 training? 
When you say educating yourself, I think guys get really confused. And I think you said it earlier, but I'd like you to dive into that. When you say educating yourself, what, what did that exactly, where was the most time spent educating yourself? The education was in between appointments. <laughs> when you're driving from one appointment to the next, you're listening to podcasts. I'm doing a pain correction on a car. My phone's in the background playing a YouTube video where I'm not even looking at it. I'm just listening to it. And if something catches my attention, then I dive into that aspect, which is like the whole pain correction. Obviously, there's only so much you can do with videos, with YouTube and all that stuff. But that, what you learn, you need to go and apply it. Go and do your test spots. Go and do your test panels. Go and see how you can mess up a paint so that you know out in the field what you can and cannot do. Yeah, so I, Marty, I think this is key here. And I know that you've been kind of quiet over there and you're biting your tongue. But this is the, great, <laughs> this is the greatest thing that, that, that the internet provides right now. If you start deep diving on any subject, you can really learn what's going on, but you got to really put in a lot of time and realize what is bogus and what isn't. And it sounds like that's exactly what he did is that he just simply took the advice of, I'm just going to listen on subjects and I'm going to keep listening and keep listening and keep listening. And I'm going to find my way, but I'm going to listen to a lot of people. So I, I think that's invaluable to share to young guys that you didn't go out and pay for some massive training. You really just, you know, through hard work, listening and continuing to try to learn on your own, really develop something. I, I think that's awesome. Yes, sir. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't necessarily biting my tongue, Nick. It was more, <laughs> um, I mean, Luis, like I said, I mean, Luis and I share just a, there, a lot of commonalities in the way that, you know, he operates now, the way I operated then, and even today, the way I operate. When I've said to you, when I need to figure something out or there's a, the next thing that needs to be done, I do the same thing, Luis. I hop on different podcasts. I'm a huge Gary Vee fan. He always gives me some idea to, to run with, right? I mean, everything that's really kind of evolved in our business comes from what he says, big scope, that then I take and micro it into what I could use in my business to help change grow, to help the community, to help do this. Whatever it is that I can do comes from that, comes from other podcasts, comes from books. Matt. That I think it all my journey started with listening to DVD CD player type stuff. And I was joking the other day driving uh, with my daughter, and I said, you know, because there was something was you know the the little we still have uh, when the Bluetooth on the Jeep doesn't always work because of the amount of rain that it gets hit on it. Yeah. So we still have you know the connector that goes from the phone sometimes. And I said, here's what used to go on. You would put this with a CD player right here, and you would run it up to this tape deck. And uh, if it moved or something, boy, you got pissed off because it was shake. But when it came out with that anti-shake, remember that anti-shake? Boy, when that, yeah. that, that CD player didn't shake, it could just play the whole time. Well, you know, I started getting into books, getting into, you know, people talking. And I did the same thing, Luis. And I wouldn't, I'm, the way I learn, I can't sit in a classroom. It's not me. Yeah, but man. if I'm working, if I'm doing, I got something going on. I don't know if that's, they call, is that the subconscious learning or uh, what's, the, I don't know how they call it, cognitive or whatever. I, yeah. I, I don't know. But if something continues on in the back of my mind and it's running and running and running, it eventually finds its way to the process part of my mind that starts to go, okay, somebody's saying do this. Could I do it this way and use what they're saying, but change it into 
what it would do for my business. And I'll try and figure it out if I can do it. Some of the times I go, fuck it, I can't do it. But then a lot of times it does work in a different manner. And yeah. so we, that came starting at that 15 to 20 at the same point of view. And for me, my next step was to go, okay, if I got people that are saying on the 15, but do I get windows? Or hey, you didn't do my windows. And I'm like, well, it doesn't come with windows. <laughs> but this package right here, windows, and it's only 10 more bucks. And I'm also going to do this, this, and this. How would you like that? You know, well, we do need to protect that pain. And well, you can do it for another 15, right? So the same journey in a sense, just what, 15 years before. <laughs> uh, so I, you know, I love it, Luis. I love that you, I call it climbing, right? We're figuring out, we're getting stuff there, we're climbing, clawing, and just continuing to go. So what was it that you, right, from that very little part, do you remember what the early, early things are? Like I said, mine was, okay, if washing back came with this, if I just used a little bit of APC cleaner and wipe down the doors, I wipe the windows with window cleaner, I get another 10 bucks, you know, what were some of those early upgrades that you started figuring out? I think it has to be that when you are charging the 20, $25 for a, well, what I would call it a full detail, um, would include the vacuum wipe down, washing the outside the wheels, entire dressing, which was the whole, like, I guess, shebang. When I noticed that I would get $20 for a headlight restoration and I was like, wait a minute, someone's willing to pay me $50 to do this. And that, how do you even figure out to put in headline restoration? Because people would ask it and I would see it and I would be like, okay, that guy just charged him 20 bucks. I could do the same thing too. start looking at how to do it. And I was like, I sucked at the beginning. I was like, if my process was not dialed in, but it took me going in and doing a couple of headlights to be able to dial in my process and be like, okay, yeah. I got it. And then from there was, if I can charge $20 extra to add the engine bay, hey, I'm looking at $70. Now I'm looking at trim restoration. Oh, pet hair removal. I wouldn't charge for pet hair removal at the beginning because I thought it was included. When I Now I can charge someone $40, $50 to remove pet hair. And they're I hear willing, that. <laughs> they're I willing hear to that. pet because you, well, this is one thing I've learned and I don't know who I got it from. Most likely you guys will probably know is you can't charge people for dirty kids you can charge them for their pet. I was like, and they're willing to pay for their pet. So yeah. why not charge them? It yeah, takes no, it's, <laughs> yeah I, I sell everything on time. You know, that's, that's the way I always have sold people is, Hey, you know, pet hair takes more time. You know, unfortunately it's, it is what it is. It's just a difficult service and, and you're exactly right. You know, that is how you learn. It doesn't matter where you start in the business. I think the people that pay attention is what we're getting at here. You just paid attention. People were asking you, you were watching some other people. You're like, hey, he's charging, she's charging, this person's charging, I can charge. How many people though don't pay attention, Marty? It's, it's, it's really astonishing because we'll see it on these videos. We'll say something and somebody will t completely take out of uh, context what we've done or said because they don't pay attention. And so the same thing happens in business, right? Is that you paid attention. Hey, so-and-so wanted me to do their headlights. Let me go figure out how to do it instead of just saying, no, I don't do it. Right? Mm -hmm. Like it, it seems common sense, Marty, but how many guys don't do that? Well, I guess we'll find out coming through the next recession. Uh, how many people <laughs> make sure how many people don't. 
<laughs> I, I think it does narrow down to who's more of the, the what is it, the, the lion and who's the sheep or what do they call it or that ever sure. analogy or what's my lion, you know, whatever. Yeah. Uh, who can go out and figure out what their customers need and how to provide or who needs to go get taught how to do it is, I think, the differentiating factor. Uh, Luis, how were you in high school? Uh, you really want to go there? <laughs> bro, bro, I'm seven. I can uh, barely read. Honestly, honestly, I was I was one of those trouble kids. I was never do. I would always ditch. Um, let's just go back into high school. High school, I would ditch class to work. That was my thing: was to always work and provide and help my mom pay bills at home. I was like, that was always my thing. I ended up dropping out in my senior year of high school. I needed a couple more credits. They hit me with a big old fine that I needed to pay because of all my absences that I had. And I dropped out. I was like, I, but I've gone, I've always been a person that goes up the scale really quick, but because of my, my drive, uh, when I was at Walmart, just a short story, when I was at Walmart, I started off as a stalker and I went up to a support manager. So I was like, I worked my way up. I was there for three years. But I've always been a person that I don't like to work for nobody and I'd rather work for myself. But because of the situation like today, I needed to go to the dentist appointment. I don't ask anybody for permission and I can go and attend my needs. If I want to take a weekend off, I can take a weekend off. But if is I don't your, work, is, I, do hey. you do you have guys that work for you now? What where are you at in your business growth as as far as you know, what is your next step, where you are currently, that kind of thing. Okay, so that's where I currently struggle i guess with saying um i only work by myself I, I have an employee right now but he's out in california and i see a lot of potential with this guy when he's coming hopefully he can start running my van while i'm more concentrating on the paint correction and the ceramic coatings i would like to grow but that's where i need to attend or i need to learn more about the business aspect and know how to run those things that's where i need to learn i don't need i don't i, I didn't need to learn how to scrub a carpet or shampoo a seat I need to learn the books and that's what I'm trying to learn and figure out and that's why right now I've currently been working out of my garage where that's I'm setting that up as a like a detailed garage where I'm going to be getting my cars people dropped off this weekend I just had three cars coming in and out and I'm busy in that aspect and in the detailing I was like I have a bunch of people waiting on me so I was like I'm at that point where I know I need to grow but that's where I need to tie it down and and figure out in what direction if I need to pull up another van if I need to train someone to stay at the garage so that I, they can help me with that and pull up another person but I was like it's a bunch of like it's, it's just a bunch of factors I guess you got to run in yeah. yeah yeah and I think we were going to talk about that in a dm and you're going to send me some uh specific things right I mean that's yeah. but we get going in business we get going in life and, right? <laughs> yeah well get that happen fast so so here's the cool thing you know, you notice that nothing happens fast for any of us. No, this is what young guys have to get 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 into their head. I was the same way, right? We, when you're young, you think everything has to be now, tomorrow, 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 and then you you look back and you go, "Damn, like tomorrow's here." I kind of wish I was back and had those years back and knew. But this is what we want young guys to understand: you started somewhere, now you're at this next phase, and you're yeah. still trying to think your way into the next phase. None of this stuff is instantaneous. So the next struggle that you're going to have, right? So let's walk through your business so we can use this as an example, Marty, to young guys. Hey, I started at $20. Now I've grown to where I got people dropping paint corrections at my house. 
I'm booked up. I got this. I got that. Right. How cool is that? Now what you just admitted, which is where I was as well at, at one point, I got to find a way to grow my business and I got to learn all of these other things that don't really have anything to do with detailing. They have everything to do with owning a business. Yep. I think it's so cool when we have these kind of stories, but the problem in our industry and Marty and I are trying to solve this problem by having you on something like this is to understand the years that it takes and the different steps you have to take because you can't just go from one van to a paint correction studio and five vans out on the road. That's not how it goes down. People think that's how it goes down, but it never is. And I, I think that's the cool story that everybody can take from today. I hope that's what I always take is the journey. Everybody has to go on is different, but the journey really is pretty similar for everybody. Your business gets to these inflection points and you have to learn something new. You have to take another step, whatever that step may be small or large. It, it's the same for all of us. Yep. Yeah. Luis, so how many years now? Eight? Going on six. Six this year. Oh, okay. My bad. All right. So going on six. All right. Uh, and the guy earlier, uh, Nick, from the YouTube comment was he had, you know, all the different yeah, I mean, things he had done for yeah. many years. You know, he's he's basically, yeah, he's basically in his 10th year. So, you know, he's saying, hey, I did seven years prior to even being on YouTube. So now he's been on YouTube for, let's call it three or four years. I mean, he's, he's in double digit years before he's really starting to see the kind of success that guys are emailing him about 12 months in. <laughs> and, you know, the greatest story I ever heard about this is I had a, I have a client who sold his, his business for multi billions of dollars and somebody made an off the cuff remark to him on television. Cause he's a famous guy and said, Oh, you know, you took this company to, multi-billion dollars overnight and he stopped like dead in his serious and said is 20 years overnight it's not overnight i mean it's just not overnight and our industry is doing a really poor job of explaining to people it's a really cool industry you get to work on cars every day it's something we should all should be pumped up about but when you try to tell people it's easy and here's the quick buck and here's how you know go get this three thousand dollar coding job it, they fail all the time. And I just don't want to see young guys get their mindset in the wrong place where then it leads to them failing because their mindset was never in the right place. Because if your mindset's in the right place, a lot of guys can have success. Yeah. All right. Luis, thank you so much for hopping on uh, and giving us a, a bit of your story so that we can get into uh, helping, uh, you know, guys that have been in the same similar journey as you and the same similar journey as I uh, and growing out of being that, well, what do we call them a cheap detailer? I mean, I, I, what would you call that, that group of people? I call them hustlers. That's, that's what I say. <laughs> the hustlers of the industry because everybody else is fat and lazy like me. Uh, I hear you. <laughs> me too. Yeah. I like it. The grinders, the hustlers. Uh, but so when, when you want to leave a, a lasting comment or not when, I mean, I would like you to uh, leave a lasting comment to any of those people that were like you um, that are listening that uh, you could give a word of encouragement to and uh, let them know about how their journey is going to evolve. Awesome. Definitely. So I guess the thing I guess I could say is, is just keep pushing forward. Um, there was many times where I wanted to quit and go to another job. 
um, up and leave and just go work for somebody else. But seeing the success, you have to keep, I guess, uh, milestones. There are milestones in your career that you have to keep reflecting back onto those points to see that you're going one step forward because you're not going to jump 10 steps forward. You have to go one step forward at a time. I was like, even like right now we said, it might look really small or it might look like a big leap, but just keep your mind and keep your eyes on the prize. Keep pushing forward and just have faith in yourself to be able to know that you can accomplish these things. And one thing that has helped me a lot is look for mentors. I was like, Marty, me and him shoot messages all the time back and forth. Um, Justin from Detailers of Las Vegas, he, I message him a bunch of times too. So there's a bunch of people from California to Florida that I talk to when I'm stuck in a situation and I know, and I know I can count on someone. That's what this industry has taught me is brotherhood. You can count on someone. Someone's just a phone call away. And that's what pushed me because I see him supporting his family, having that freedom, driving that car. I was like, everybody has their different methods or different goals, I guess, in life. And mine is just to provide for me and my family and have that freedom to be able to do what I want at the end of the day. I was like, to be successful, I'm not looking to be a millionaire. I was like, but just to be able to provide for my family, have that ease of mind. I was like, with the new baby on the way, I was like, it's amazing to be able to have that freedom to be able to take a day off and spend that time with your family. That's what I've, that's been my thrive and my goal for when I hit 10 years, 15 years, 20 years in this industry to be able to one day say those a hundred times I wanted to quit. Good thing I didn't quit. Just keep pushing. That's awesome, man. Man, yeah, I love sure. it, Luis. Nick, closing thoughts? It's a great story. You know, people need to hear these types of stories because I, uh, I think we've jaded the industry. The industry makes you believe everything happens overnight. Every successful guy I know in this industry, a lot of them are, have been in it longer than me. You know, they're in, they're in year 25 or, you know, 30 or whatever. I think it's a great story. Uh, where you start is kind of an irrelevant thing. It, it really is. Um, but the one thing I'll say to those guys that are at the bottom end price-wise, the key is if you get stuck there, you've done something wrong. And so analyze what's going on and say, okay, what have I done wrong? Which, by the way, we're all in business. We all do things wrong. So don't take it as a personal shot. It's that's the question we need to answer in this industry. How do guys get stuck in that bottom end? It doesn't have to happen. View it the way that this story, the way you should, which is starting point to now five years in, it's a different thing to 10 years in, it should be a different thing. If you take it on that progression line, you're fine. But it's the guys that get stuck in that bottom end that we really want to hear this type of story and say, okay, let me analyze what's going on. And I'm going to fix some of my problems. I'm going to get up that ladder a little bit more price-wise. And I think it's a great, I mean, this is an awesome story. One of the best things we've done on this pod, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Uh, my closing thoughts are, Luis, I, I wish you nothing but continual success and continual growth as you keep climbing um, because of that. I, I agree. I, I like the term hustlers for the, the guys that are the 20, 25 bucks because you have to, right? There's, like you said, You've got a deadline of hundred bucks to meet, and damn it, there you got to go meet it. And you got to get those cards done in order to get it. So you got to work really hard to go after it. And my closing thoughts for you guys uh, is figure out what's that upsell, right? I mean, there was plenty of times, Luis. It wasn't for me that I wanted to quit. It was, huh, 
that's too much for me to do on my own. Yeah. How do I get somebody else to come in and help me? And that's the same problem that so many detailers today have. And it's, a, it's, it's labor, right? Labor in any business is tough. It's tough. Ask <laughs> Nick, right? How many people are not wanting to work because they can get money elsewhere a lot easier, right? So today's labor yep. is even tougher than it was years before. Labor's always tough. Don't ever shrink away, though, from getting more labor, right? And the lesson course, you got too much, but that's a whole different story. And if you're yeah. young and you got books out and you got this and you're trying to climb and grow, the first, the best thing to me, I think, was to find somebody that can do the wheels, that can do the this, that can do the things that I didn't need to do so that my company can keep growing and keep going, right? So that's my closing thoughts for you guys is, and that's what I really hope to dive into in these series is that climb. How do you add in this? How do you add on that? How do you get out of just doing the $20 washing back? So Luis, man, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for your time. Uh, we do want to know on a closing question, uh, do you still have all your teeth or how many did they? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. So the dentist was nice to you today, huh? Yes. That's good. That's good. Luis, where do people find you on social? Uh, LH Mobile Detailing, and we're all over Facebook, Instagram. We're on YouTube. I'm trying to grow that too, but it just takes too much. Um, if you guys are in the area, reach out to me. I'm always traveling too, so LH Mobile Detailing, get at me. That's cool. Nick, where do people find you? Vegas.rides on all social media platforms. Uh, Nick at VegasRides.com if you need to send a longer email. Uh, Marty, we've been getting a lot of DMs. Uh, I know you've been on vacation, so, you know, all the hard work's been going on, you know, while you've been out having a good time. But, no, we can't say thanks enough. This has been pretty awesome. And uh, keep sending us DMs. Keep uh, sharing videos. Uh, that's how we're seeing a lot of this detailing content is somebody forwarding it on to us, which, you know, enlightens us to something going on in the industry. So can't say thanks enough. Vegas.rides on all platforms. Uh, you can find us at Total Auto Solutions, and you can even see how I worked remotely, not on vacation, <laughs> but I worked remotely. And you can see plenty of the, uh, the uh, videos that we put out there. Shoot me a text, 918-800-1188. So, uh, Luis, Nick, thanks so much. Uh, appreciate all the time, and uh, hopefully you guys have a great night. Thank appreciate you, guys. You. Good one. Hey, remember when I told you you were going to love that episode? Whew, was that not an amazing, great episode? I know I enjoyed it, so I hope you did too. All right, next, hop onto the Zoom pub. You know it was coming. Man, we really love those times. They're really great. So if you like drinking beer, Zoom pub every Wednesday night, 730, meeting ID 918-800-1188. Hey, it's virtual. You can chill wherever and drink beer with other detailers. What a great idea. All right. The other thing that if you guys would be so, so humbled to do, so privileged, whatever, I know we would be humbled. Would you be privileged? 
I think so. I'm going to go with that one. Hey, if you would leave us a review, I know we got some bad audio. I know sometimes we fuck things up, you know, but hey, overall, hey, we're some detailers that just like to have fun, drink beer, and enjoy each other. So leave us a review. Go give us a rating. Would love to get your feedback. And as always, hop on to uh, find Pints of Polishing Podcast at Instagram and shoot us a DM. Let us know all the great things that you're getting out of these episodes. All right. Hey, this is Marshall Total Auto Solutions. And uh, I think you know. Make it a great day. Ooh.